President Trump is hitting back at DeSantis over the new bill signed by DeSantis, the six-week ban. And I wanted to do a short show on this. Um, I'm not fully doing a show on why I'm running for president of the United States of America. I have a, a punch list of bullet points that I will be sharing as the week goes on. So make sure you are subscribed here on YouTube and on Twitter. But this is a, a classic example of where conservatives, and in particular Republicans, are getting weaker and weaker and weaker. Now, we had a big win, and I do want to commend President Donald Trump for the appointment of judges that led to the overturn of Roe v. Wade. That's a major win. Most people did not expect that. So this is by no means trying to dogpile on heroes in the pro-life movement, and I do consider Trump for his work in overturning Roe v. Wade as a major hero in the pro-life movement. But as we see in this recent statement, and I'm reading from the comments here on uh, Fox News, although you know I'm not a big fan of Fox News, they've got the whole story and the quotes. Trump is DeSantis on abortion, suggests a six-week abortion limit is too harsh. Now, I'd like to suggest that the only consistent, the only loving, the only philosophically sound approach to this is it's either a human person or it's not a human person. Okay, any other debate that doesn't center and begin on this is not a pro-life discussion. It's philosophically weak. You've already given the victory over to your enemy. So if it is a person in the womb, a human person with equal dignity to you, to you and to me, then whether it, a six-week, six-month, doesn't matter. We're talking about humans. Now, one of the things that I find discouraging as an American, and I think many Christians can identify this with this, is Issues that were considered leftist, liberal, insane, are now being adopted by so-called conservatives and by Republicans' leadership. For example, it was a consensus 100 years ago, 50 years ago, that matrimony is between one man and one woman with vows until death do us part. That was a definition. Simple definitions like it's raining outside. That means water is falling down. There's no redefining it. It just is what it is. It's philosophical realism, not philosophical nominalism. Now, you go to Republican gatherings and you will see all kinds of pro- rainbow stuff going on. And you will see leaders like Dave Rubin, others who position themselves as conservatives but are completely on board with that agenda. The same is true when it comes to the sanctity of life. You have conservative leaders 
who give lip service to it and don't believe in it whatsoever. Does that frustrate you like it frustrates me? It's interesting that the LMNOP community, in just a few years, they're a very small, minuscule, tiny demographic. They don't have much, much sway at all when it comes to votes. The LMNOP, LGBT, LMNOP demographic, the San Francisco culture, very small minority, has been able to co-op an entire month have their flags positioned on all monuments, all capitals, all embassies throughout the entire world because they're loud enough and they're committed enough and they have their goals and they have their agenda and they say, this is what we want. Give it to us. And yet we who follow Jesus Christ, who should be more motivated we don't ask or demand anything. If we can just get a Republican say, yeah, I'm generally pro-life, we're just going to say, I'm going to vote for that guy. He's great. So why aren't we, as disciples and followers of Jesus Christ, gathering together and making political demands on both parties? You want the Catholic vote? You have to do this. You want Christians to vote for you? You have to do this. If you are not consistently pro-life, we will throw tomatoes at you. We will drive you out. We are going to demand, starting today, that our political platform is consistent, that it is biblical, that it is true, that it is based on natural law. And if the LMNOP culture can say, we want a whole month where you have to constantly look at our logo on every single thing for an entire month, we Christians should say, we want every Sunday of the year, 52 Sundays a year, hallowed, recognized by the state. We want December 23rd, or sorry, December 24th, December 25th, and December 26th as recognized Christian holidays. We want Good Friday, an Easter Monday, a four-day weekend, federally recognized as our time. Why do we sit around and say, yeah, y'all get 30 days. Y'all get 30 days and you get to blast us. We need to take up space. We need to take up time in the calendar. We need to talk about no-fault divorce, being consistently and philosophically pro-life, we need to talk about what is marriage, what is family. We need to make moral alliances with countries that believe in the Christian values that we believe in, like Poland and Hungary. We need to adopt pro-family measures and policies like Viktor Orban has in Hungary. The platform I'm running on as a president is going to basically be, take what Viktor Orban has done as Hungary, copy, paste, Insert into America. That's what we need to be doing. It is pro-family. It is pro-Christian. And someone needs to talk about it and push it. People might say, come on, Taylor, you're never going to get elected president. I'll admit it. 
pretty unlikely. Tiny, tiny sliver, very unlikely. But if every American who believes that matrimony is between one man and one woman until death do us part, if every one of those people voted for me or someone like me, I would become the president. If we could be consistent and vote as a block based on these beliefs, the minority that pushes flags and logos down your throat for an entire month would not be able to sustain itself because we are so much bigger with such a deeper, longer, more powerful tradition, philosophy, morality, liturgy, political theory. We are deep. They are shallow. We are large. They are small. We can become the majority. We can win it all with the votes. Will we? Again, going back to the is weak for us. This is weak. We need to either be philosophically based, founded, grounded, or we just give it all up. Why can't we go for the ideal? Christ is king. Christ is king of the entire universe. Christ is king of earth. Christ is king of every continent, every person. It's up to us to acknowledge the kingship, the lordship of Jesus Christ. And we do that in our own lives when we pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We ask for it to happen. It begins with each one of us. And ultimately, you can't legislate the gospel. You can't make laws to have people believe in Jesus. That's not what I'm advocating. You can't coerce people to be baptized to believe in Jesus. You can't coerce people to receive Holy Communion or confirmation. But what we can do, something that I've believed in for decades now, is to proclaim the love, the beauty, the goodness, the truth of Jesus Christ, his gospel, his church, and invite people to know him, to love him, to serve him. And in doing so, they experience what St. Paul calls the renewing of their mind. And then they begin to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And as that happens to more and more people, as it did with the early Armenians and with the early Romans and the Greeks and all these cultures, that little mustard seed of faith begins to grow and grow and grow, and it begins to permeate and take over a culture. That was happening in America, who did not have explicitly Christian, in fact, you could say it had anti-Christian roots in some, in some ways. But we were moving towards something more consistent, and it was completely hijacked last century. So we're not just in a post-Christian society, we are in an anti-Christian society. So we can squabble over six-week bans, or we can say, well, yeah, I mean, 
I personally believe marriage is between a man and a woman till death to his part, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to even talk about that. I'm not going to try to persuade anyone. I'm not going to pray. I'm not going to fast. I'm not going to do anything. And if that's our perspective, within less than one generation, we lose it all. And that could actually happen. I think we all know that's a, that's a real possibility facing us. Or we could buckle up, we could get serious, and we could talk about the social issues that we require under the reign of Jesus Christ. All right, well, I'm going to be talking more about this in the days to come. I'm also doing catechetical videos, Bible, theology, all that. So make sure you subscribe, hit the button, and hit the bell to get more info, more news as we do this. I'm not changing anything I'm doing. I am just going to be salting and uh, giving some spice to the political discussion over the next year. So let's say in our Father together, we'll say it in Latin. Nomini Patris et Fidi et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Pater noster, qui es in celi, sanctificetur nomen tuum, veniat regnum tuum. Fiat voluntas tua, secut in cello et in terra. Panam nostrum quotidianum da nobis odie, et dimite nobis debita nostra. Sicut et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, se libera nos malo. Amen. Nomini Patris et Fidii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. All right, friends, keep praying that rosary. Keep teaching your kids the truth. Keep going to church every Sunday and even daily, if you can. Read your Bible every day. Form your mind, form your conscience, form your heart, and let's try to reform the conscience of our nation and all nations. As Jesus says, go into all the world, teaching them all that I have commanded you and baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Christ gave a mandate to go to all nations. Till then, remember our Lord Jesus Christ is the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. God bless and Godspeed.